coming up. I'm thinking this might be an embarrassing one now. And parts of the amygdala. How extraordinary. Quick tickle of this one. Let's have a tickle. Oh no, how terrifying though. You contracted every single contraction there was to contract there. Well, nice to be part of. Oh, we did, didn't we? Oh! There's Winston Churchill. We will fight them on the beaches. The minute you do it, you've lost. You're lost. You're gone. How do you say that? 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That, the podcast from BritishVoiceOver.co.uk. Let me introduce my co-host and partner in crime, Sam Boffin. Now, today's fun fact about Sam is that she paints her toenails, but never her fingernails. Why is that, Sam? I have absolutely no idea. I, I know I always say this when you give me my fun fact back at me, and I actually have no brilliant reason why I paint one but never the other. I, I've enough. never painted my, my fingernails. I just don't like the look of it on me. I I love it on other people, but don't like it on me. My co-host is Mark Rice, who amazingly has bought in eight New Year's in a row on national television. I have. I have. You know, I'm, I've done quite a lot of selly telly in my time, but nobody else would work New Year's Eve. I quite liked it. So I would just get my family sitting in front of it and pop the champagne cork on television instead. It was quite fun. Oh, how amazing. So you literally live on TV. Literally there you live on TV. Yes. How extraordinary. Not Jules Holland. I, I was in in, um, <laughs> uh, in competition with the Hootenanny each year. <laughs> I think they got more viewers. I don't know what makes think? me think that. Yeah, no, no, no. You might be like that. And of course, of course, we also have a very special guest who this week is Annette Rizzo. Hello, Annette. Hi, Annette. Hello. Hi, sitting quietly in the corner. I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah, all good. I mean, you, you say in the corner, although the beautiful thing about Clean Feed Pro, which is how we're recording the podcast, just in case anyone's interested, is we are in our individual booths, in our individual towns, in different places in the UK completely. There we are. We are. And you don't know that I'm not in the corner, though. <laughs> That is very. Ah. Are you? Are you in the? Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Annette was born in the U.S. and joined a children's radio drama team on a public broadcasting station in upstate New York when she was eight years old. She then moved to the U.K. at thirteen and started working for the local BBC station after school when she was fifteen. And she then worked for years. Yes, as a freelance reporter, presenter, producer, and lectured in radio production at colleges and universities. But in 2005, she thought she'd see if she could make a living as a voiceover and... What do you know? It turns out she absolutely could. We hadn't realised that you had um, a base in the US as well. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's one of those weird things that people don't really expect because I don't sound American. Mm. Uh, but the, the, you know, the weird thing is, the only time I've ever been asked if I'm American is by French people. Really? Wow. I think, I, I don't know whether it's something to do with uh, the fact that people who are English speakers, uh, you know, as their first language, just hear the accent so they don't really mm. think about it. I wonder if there's something else I'm doing because I'm quite direct. I don't know if it's something about the way I behave that's a little bit different, but I don't anyway. Or maybe ah. it's nothing to do with that at all. I actually learned to speak in the UK rather than in the US. Ah. So my very first accent was British. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we left out any mention of Equity, the UK-based actors' union, and you are very much part of Equity, Annette, aren't you? Yes, I'm uh, one of the co-vice-chairs of the audio committee and on a number of working parties as well. 
I like to see all the fun stuff. No doubt we will touch on that a little bit later in the podcast, if that's all right. Yeah, no problem at all. Always happy to talk about it. Did you join it as you became a voice artist or did it become something that you kind of lent into once you become a voice artist for a few years? No, I, I think I joined pretty much as soon as I started as a, as a voiceover. And oh. I, yeah, I just kind of gradually came out of my shell slash studio and realised that <laughs> things were going on. And, you know, it, it nothing changes unless people roll up their sleeves. Yes. Annette, were absolutely. you a member as a radio presenter as well? Yeah, I was. Actually, I was. Yeah. It used to be easier to join as a radio presenter than a voiceover, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, that's true. Going going back quite a long time now. But mm. yes, it yes it was. I've uh, been so, a member quite yeah, a long yeah. time. That's I'm right. just about to go there and say, what about <laughs> yeah, you? That no, sounds like the yeah. voice of experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all oh, very much so. And in those days, of course, you used to have to get two people to nominate you before you could join at all. Yeah, absolutely. So you had to know other people. And actually, that's quite hard sometimes for voiceovers. Because, be. yeah. you know, we all work on our own. I joined, oh gosh, so many years ago, but I joined as an actor sort of really when I first started. So when I first came out of uni, I uh, I joined Equity. So I've been there for so many years. <laughs> Quite right too. Good for you. <laughs> so Annette, do you have a fun fact that you could share with us? I do. I have... Uh, <laughs> it's not quite as bad as it sounds, but... Um, I'm thinking I this might once... be an embarrassing one now, the, the way well, that you approach not, that. It's not that embarrassing. I, I almost wish that it spoke of a, a more misspent youth than I actually had. I was once thrown out of Red Square in Moscow. So <laughs> tell us more. We need to know more about this now. So why, why, why? Well, this is why I, I wish I'd been doing something really disreputable. Um, <laughs> I was on a trip with uh, college students. And at the time, it was, uh, it was still, uh, Lenin was still in his mausoleum. Uh, down on one side this is showing my age now in Red Square we'd had a terrific night out we'd been taken to a sort of folk dancing show which was more exciting than it sounds Uh, and we were all hyped (laughs) up and we're dancing and singing and uh, apparently this was not the done thing in Red Square we needed to show some respect to Lenin and after the while of singing and dancing and trying to make Muscovites smile which they're not really big on kind of those sorts of public displays of emotion uh, some men in long coats approached us and we were invited to leave the square oh no how terrifying though was it was it, really it was, a terrifying actually. moment i would imagine it would God. be yeah. it was pretty scary i expect they probably all went off and laughed behind our backs but yeah, yeah. as a, as a, a teenager it was uh, it was pretty <gasps> scary teenager. but i can actually now say i've been thrown out of better places than this how do you say that So this is something I've been working on over the last week or so. It's like an audio tour for a council that's doing a war years project. They've invited people to come and bring their memorabilia and their stories so it can be archived, which is a really nice idea. It sounds so lovely. I must admit, when I saw this script, it really sounds lovely. I'm Mm. really hoping that it becomes a museum exhibit and they ask me to do the audio tour of the museum exhibit as well. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. It has got two of my most hated words to say as a voice. It's one of them digital, Bonnie. It's one of them digital. Digital and... Digitisation isn't good either. I think those are the two. I think, oh. We'll look out for the way you do them, Sam. Sound a bit drunk in the middle of them. It has to be said that with this one we were only doing the first part of the script and we kind of finish halfway through the list of things that the volunteers will be doing so there isn't really an end to it because that would be too long but hopefully that's okay okay yes okay i'll give you that thank you for volunteering with the war years as a volunteer you'll be assisting with a digital collection day here's how it works 
The first stage happens at the welcome desk. Here, the participants are made comfortable and ready to share their stories, along with any physical items of wartime heritage they've bought for digitization. They'll be provided with the necessary forms they require to guide them through the process. Once the participants have completed these forms, they will proceed to the interview stage. You were quite formal there, weren't you? Was I? <laughs> I wonder if, uh, because this is for volunteers, I wonder if it... I did, I, a lot I, friendlier, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it needs, it's, warm, it needs a kind of... Formal so, yeah, but warm. warm. Yeah, yeah, formal but <laughs> yeah. warm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you I got digital and digitisation correct both times. I did. I did. <laughs> what I wanted to do at the end was they will proceed to the... <laughs> interview stage. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I need a little fanfare sound effect. <laughs> but you need Sam to record it. It actually needs to be Sam singing the fanfare. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can play. That's it. Done. Can, Job done. That's it. I am now a sound effect. Yes, Annette. Would you like a? Would you like a, a quick tickle of this one? Uh, let's have a tickle. <laughs> Thank you for volunteering with the War Years. As a volunteer, you'll be assisting with a digital collection day. Here's how it works. The first stage happens at the welcome desk. Here, the participants are made comfortable and ready to share their stories, along with any physical items of wartime heritage they've brought for digitisation. They'll be provided with the necessary forms they require to guide them through the process. Once the participants have completed these forms, they'll proceed to the interview stage. Lovely. You Lovely. contracted every single contraction there was to contract there. I did. And I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm saying, well, <clears throat> I asked the client first if that's what they wanted, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course, absolutely. <laughs> this is a client that does not mind contractions, although also this week I've been working with a client that really minds contractions. And it's like, oh, it's just so difficult, though. Yeah, yeah. it's trying to make it sound normal when you don't say you have, you will. No. Uh, it, it does yeah. make a difference. But can you make it sound natural and conversational? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. difference between written speech and spoken speech, isn't it? And that mm -hmm. scriptwriters sometimes just can't get their head around. With this one, if you are, as you rightly say, if you're if you're talking to, you know, Joe Public, which is effectively what you're doing here, yeah. then yeah, contractions make a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, very much. You've got to use contractions when Joe Public is involved. Joe Public. Shall I have a go at this? Shall, shall I can't quite remember yes. how I did it for the client, go but on, I will, then. I'll try and give it a, a recreation. Thank you for volunteering with the War Years. As a volunteer, you'll be assisting with a digital collection day. Here's how it works. The first stage happens at the welcome desk. Here the participants are made comfortable and ready to share their stories along with any physical items of wartime heritage they've brought for digitisation. They will be provided with the necessary forms they require to guide them through the process. Once the participants have completed these forms, they will proceed to the interview stage. Hmm. What you were actually very interestingly was very definite, which actually thinking about it, the chances are quite high that a lot of the people coming to this and being a volunteer may well be on the older side. Older side, yes. Yes, that, yeah. That very definite way of, of, of making it clear. You were very clear. Clear, but quite reassuring, I thought, as well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you sounded like, you know, you really knew what was going on. I mean, yeah. That's part of the job, did. isn't it? Make it sound like you know what's going on. when you Make it sound like you know what's going on, even yeah. if you have no idea at all, especially yeah. in Voice of God, when it's yes. live. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Here's a question for both of you. Do you do or have you done audio tours? Because audio tours are lovely little things. Yes. Yeah, I've done quite a few of them, actually. I'd love to do more. I've only done one or two, but yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do more as well. And, and I, I quite like 
the, the, the learning process. I mean, you think about all the things we've learned over the years through our scripts. You can't remember mm. a fraction of them. But every now and then one will kind of, you know, cross your desk and you think, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to go there. I'd like to see that. Yes. Yeah. Quite nice to be part of. Yeah, and I, I, I'm also absolutely mad for whenever I go anywhere is getting the audio tours that are on offer. And I'm always blown away by the people that actually do. Yeah, them. they're um, so good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so good. Yeah. And, and they, they yeah. seem to be perfectly picked for the particular one that I'm listening to because it could be a very, very sombre tour, of course, um, which I, I did listen to recently. Whoever did the Seeing Auschwitz was incredible. She was amazing. And it was obviously Seeing Auschwitz, unsurprisingly, a very sort of sombre topic. And equally, I've done kind of, you know, had the audio tour for Winnie the Pooh. which And so <laughs> they're very, very different. And um, I just love audio tours, listening to other people do brilliant ones. How do you say that? It is also worthwhile remembering that these are all, of course, real scripts. Mm -hmm. that we've been working on. But, of course, we've changed the names and some of the details to avoid copyright issues. Indeed. So um, you've brought a script for us, Annette, for script two. And just looking at it, this looks very, very medical. Funny that it is. <laughs> so this uh, this was a, a script. Um, and actually, I've worked a number of times with a client, lovely client. Um, the target audience is uh, clinicians, funnily enough. Yep. So medical professionals. But uh, do you know what? Let, let's. I'm going to tell you about how it's recorded because that's the stinger. But let me tell you after we've recorded, uh, uh, after we've all done our our little bit and, and okay. read it out, and then I'll tell you about how it's recorded. I bet Sam, you're going to make me go first on this, though, are you? Well, I, th I think it would be. I think it would be just right and proper as I went first <laughs> last time. <laughs> Can I just say that you actually have only yourselves to blame because I was listening to a previous episode and I think you actually said, "Hmm, no one's given us a medical script oh, we yet." Did, yes. didn't we? Someone... Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm going to say, oh, nobody's given us a children's story yet. <laughs> quite like one. Quite like one. <laughs> nobody's given us an audio guide. Oh, they just did. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Let me have a go at this. Let me, let, let's limber up for, for the limbic system. Here we go. Different parts of the limbic system are located on the medial aspect of the cerebral hemisphere and diencephalon. Crucial parts of this system include the hippocampus, septal nuclei, parahippocampal, and cingulate gyri, hypothalamus, the anterior nucleus of the thalamus, and parts of the amygdala. In addition, certain parts of the limbic system are vital for memory and learning. For certain specific types of dementia, it's in this zone that some of the earliest structural pathologic changes may be observed. I think that deserves a round of applause. Well I, I was hoping, the, the diencephalon was hoping for Mr. Snuffleupagus to come out there somewhere. Come on, Mr. Snuffleupagus. You, you, you very nearly Street? did, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. More of a big bird fan myself. But... Oh, fair oh. enough. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm much more of a fan of The Count Who Loves to Count. Oh, oh, I love one, The Count oh, Who Loves oh, to Count. Oh, oh. <laughs> one, two, three, count. Uh, love it. That was a tough old script, and I bet that this was thousands of words of, of this kind of level, was it, Annette? It, it really was. Yeah, Ooh. it really was. It, it, and the series of them, presentations, so there, there were hundreds of slides, because that's what it yeah. was. I was given by the lovely man at How'd You Say, <laughs> nuclei or nuclei. So I would go nuclei. Interesting. So he can, but, uh, but nuclei is what I'll, yeah. I'll do, yeah? Okay, fine. Yeah. Different parts of the limbic system are located on the medial aspect of the cerebral hemisphere and diencephalon. 
Crucial parts of this system include the hippocampus, septal nuclei, parahippocampal and cingulate gyri, hypothalamus, the anterior nucleus of the thalamus, and parts of the amygdala. In addition, certain parts of the limbic system are vital for memory and learning. For certain specific types of dementia, it is in this zone that some of the earlier structural pathologic changes may be observed. Splendid. Splendid. You went from the beginning where you it almost felt a little bit like you were feeling your way and you got more and more confident as you went on. Definitely was feeling my way. Yeah, the worst thing I find is that that if mentally I'm doing a script like this, as soon as I self-congratulate in my head a difficult <laughs> word as I pass yes. it, I'm stuffed. Yes. Totally stuffed. And then the rest of the sentence is gone. I'm so pleased. I thought only I did that. No, no. No, I, th- I, no, I think <laughs> no, we all no. do it. And it is, it's actually God. one of the worst things, isn't it? Because we, we, we yeah. try, yes, yeah. not to do that. Exactly. The minute you do it, you've Absolutely. lost, you're lost, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> so how did they record it then, if it's an odd way of recording? So the client had uh, a recording system of their own. So I did it through my laptop uh, with my studio mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, uh, you'd think that you would want uh, it to run the way we would normally do so that you can particularly because it's so difficult that you would want to have time to edit and cut out breaths and all those sorts of things but no 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 so this was slide by slide recorded directly into the presentation system that the um, people were going to listen to yes so it also meant that you couldn't make a mistake if you made a mistake you had to go back and start again and some of these um, slides were three, four, five minutes long some of them were very short oh no but yes I absolutely did get through some horrendous slides where I'd been going for three and a half four minutes and got through all the really tough words and then absolutely knackered it on the word the (laughs) yeah start again oh how irritating and then was it a recorded session as well Uh, no that's it so I, I have no copies they have they have what they have on their system and and I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. The client's happy. I'm happy, but that and the people who had written the scripts would listen in, and there were a variety of people, so they would they would sort of take it in turns because we had many a long hour, so they would sort of I do bet. do shifts. Oh, this is my script. I'll listen in on this one, uh, and it was uh, it was it's quite an education. Did you have to do a lot of prep for internet for something like that? Did you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I yeah, something like this. You. you absolutely have to read through beforehand and I have to say the scripts were brilliantly written in mm. that you you know how many scripts we get through and nobody knows how to use a comma and and, yeah. and these were brilliantly written they were so well punctuated and yeah. when you have a difficult script you realize what a difference it makes um, but still couldn't have done it without you know going through first and marking things up and with the words you know writing things above and sort of I was um, going to say you do you do mark up Yes, absolutely. I, I don't. Yeah, with something like this, I would do. And, and, and you know, yeah. this this word that I'm saying, you know, mark which syllable the inflection is on, and yes. and, and if it's a really long word, then break it down into 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 separate um, syllables. Hey, guess what, chaps? We're at that fun bit of the show. <gasps> oh yes, hey. it's where we play with the wild card. I do not want to do the medical one in the wild card, but I'll just throw that one <laughs> throw that one out there. And now I bet I bet I know what's going to happen now. Um, mm. Annette, so uh, let's yes. start with you and say you pick one of the scripts for Sam to do. Okay, Sam, I would like you to do the volunteering script, please. Oh, thank you, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what kind of stuff? Style, would you like Sam to do that in? Uh, this is what I have actually had of late. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we I have go. actually had of late. Um, could you please be a concerned robot? Oh. oh. 
Okay. Like an actual AI. Okay. Like an actual AI. A concerned yeah. robot. Go on, Sam. Channel your inner C-3PO. Gosh, yes. Thank you for volunteering with the War Years. As a volunteer, you will be assisting with a digital collection day. Here's how it works. The first stage happens at the welcome desk. Here, the participants are made comfortable and ready to share their stories, along with any physical items of wartime heritage they have bought for digitization. Except for if somebody asked me to do an AI, <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, loved it. I like that guy. I could hear it. it sounded like you, there was not too much staccato, but there was just enough to make me believe that, you know, you were pulling the words from a, you know, from some kind of uh, machine. <laughs> yeah, love it. Let's get Sam to suggest something for me. And then, of course, it will be Annette's turn. Am I going to be nice and kind I to really you? I really hope so. Yeah. Ah. Uh... Yeah, all right, then I will be. I will be kind to you, Mark, <laughs> because one day you'll need to be kind to me. Ah, I see. Ah, yes. Pay- <laughs> forward payback. I like it. Yes. Forward payback. So I would like you to do your lovely welcome desk, mm. the war years, and yeah. I would like you to do it as Winston Churchill. <laughs> oh, God. At least a sort of, you know, a sort of uh, Winston Churchill-esque. You know, yes, sort of, OK, yes. Yeah. I, I'm not a great impressionist. You don't, but, don't need um, to be absolutely bang no. on with Churchill. Just that kind of <laughs> world war. Right, how am I going to get into it? All right, it's a question of how I'm going to do you, you might we need a pipe so and imagine being nice. That's yeah, yes, mean. I <laughs> I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my finger in my mouth. I think. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, we will fight them on the beaches. Thank you for volunteering with the war years. As a volunteer, you will be assisting with a digital collection day. Here's how it works. The first stage happens at the welcome desk. Here, the participants are made comfortable and ready to share their stories along with any physical items of wartime heritage they've brought for digitization. They will be provided with the necessary forms they require to guide them through the process. Once the participants have completed these forms, they will proceed to the interview stage. Oh, that was absolutely <laughs> so amazing. Love it. Absolutely love it. I've bitten quite hard on my finger now. Because <laughs> I didn't have a pen, so I just was, had my finger in my mouth. Um, that was That so went better good. than I thought it would, to that be was, fair. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> so much for not doing impressions. I just a new string to your bow. Oh, when I compare myself to people who actually do impressions, really, really not. And we all know some people that do some really, really good impressions. We but do, yeah. but I, I thought that was wonderful. I, I mean, you know, I, was no, I, I really was. I thought that was lovely. That could pass a client saying, I would like a Winston Churchill style. Yes, exactly. But it would not pass anyone saying, I want Winston Churchill. Good enough. Good enough. Right. Annette, what oh, shall yeah. we do for you? I mean, and it, it depends how mean we want to be, Sam, really, doesn't it? <gasps> yes, and actually, we, I'm not sure we got her to do her own script. Oh, you're right, we didn't. We, mo- we moved on no, a bit see, too again, quick. I was, I was keeping <laughs> quiet. Again, I was in the corner. I was in the corner. Interesting. She's in <laughs> the corner. Well, I don't, I don't think you get away with it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, th- and then to say just to Presses. do it straight would, would not quite be in the spirit of the thing, would it, Sam? Well, not in the spirit of the wild card. No. How wild are you going to be? Hmm. Let's have a think. Um, a fairy. 
Yes, a fairy or a cartoon character. <laughs> okay, so a fairy then. About the most opposite thing for this kind of script that it possibly like could be. Like a sort be. of cartoon fairy? Yeah. Here we go. Different parts of the limbic system are located on the medial aspect of the cerebral hemisphere and diencephalon. Crucial parts of this system include the hippocampus, septal nuclei, parahippocampal and cingulate gyri, hypothalamus, the anterior nucleus of the thalamus and parts of the amygdala. In addition, certain parts of the limbic system are vital for memory and learning. For certain specific types of dementia, it's in this zone that some of the earliest structural pathologic changes may be observed. Oh, gorgeous. This is why I love the wild card. We've had three <laughs> amazing wild cards today. And I think that, that it, it, it's, it's the fun bit, which is what we're trying to do with the podcast. And I think that's what people listening to it are noticing, that actually when you hit something on the wild card, it, it can inform the way you would actually properly read it for a client as well it can certainly yeah, i think actually, get you out of yeah, yeah patterns yeah. and 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 it, yeah. can, it can yes it can I'm release doing something that from now on all my medical scripts like a cartoon fairy <laughs> like cartoon fairy. i loved the fact you did memory it yes. was really cute <laughs> really nice and i tell you what it informed for me it informed the list in that middle paragraph the yes, list definitely. it allowed you to hit different bits of the list that if you were doing it straight it would not have allowed you to do that and i think that actually it, it, then you can go back to the way you would do a list and go, oh, actually, if I went up there rather than down there, it might make a difference to the list. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So from here on in, Cartoon Fairy in the toolbox. Yep. I think so. I think so. <laughs> but also the, the other thing, that there's a real warmth and delight with yes. a Cartoon Fairy, yes. which which then informs that it gives it that lovely warm sparkle that you wouldn't actually necessarily want to put in it, but you might retain some of that warmth and some of that, um, you know, some of that energy, if you like. I think it's lovely, actually. That I like Cartoon Fairy. It's great for me because I, I actually do an awful lot of, of, you know, the kind of heavy scripts, corporate videos, and not very often do I get asked to do a character. So it's ah. quite fun for me as well because no one ever asks me for that. It's kind of, it's not what I do. Well, so, I very uh, much yeah, hope now uh, they will because you've absolutely. proved that you can be fabulous. <laughs> fabulous fairy. Fabulous fairy. <laughs> How do you say that? So we would all love to hear how you would do it, you out there. Fairy or otherwise. Fairy or otherwise. I mean, you can do it any which way you choose. So we have put the scripts into the show notes. And honestly, if you'd love to have a try at one of them, then just send it in on an MP3 to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk and we would just love to hear them. We can pick one or two to play in an upcoming episode. Yeah, absolutely. And as well as your MP3s, if you've got any voiceover questions you'd like answered to, uh, we can't necessarily promise that we'll know the answer, but we'll try. You can send your question for future episodes to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Now, our question this week is especially for Annette. Why should voice actors and voiceovers be part of a union set up like Equity? How does it benefit them? Everything that we rely on in terms of our resources. So, you know, if you, you look at things like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, we want to know how much we should charge. We want to know how to set up studios. We want to know how to um, communicate with other voiceovers, uh, maybe how to move from one area of voice work to another. All of those things are accessible through resources provided by the union. But kind of more than that, 
I think some of the biggest things are about pay and conditions. And I think we are very uh, isolated because of the way we work. Uh, And it's fantastic that we're able to talk to each other and and do podcasts like this. Um, But I think when I started getting involved with the union, it was because I went to a voiceover conference and I didn't really know people, very many people at the time, because I was used to just working on my own. Mm. And I listened to a talk about rates and uh, I heard people talking about the discussions they'd had with employers and the difficulties they were having. And it was like a bombshell. I yeah. thought, gosh, you know, there's there's stuff happening out there and other people are getting involved and doing things that will benefit me and I'm doing nothing. Um, <laughs> and it's not that everybody has to do everything, but what you get is you get the kind of protection of a union. So me as, as an individual, I'm, I'm not going to go and walk out and start, you know, negotiating with employers mm. because I have no basis on which to do it. But also I think we'd all be concerned about putting our individual heads above the parapet. Yeah. yeah. But, so yeah. the whole point of having a union is unions have uh, employed officials. I mean, people like us, we're just the kind of volunteers on the committees, um, but they have employed officials whose whole job it is to go and negotiate on our behalf. And we take part in that. We feed into it. But it means that you're then not singled out as, as you know, Mark or Sam or Annette, it's the union doing it on your behalf. So everything that we enjoy, um, you know, this, the resources we have, the pay that we're given, mm-hmm. you know, the union's constantly fighting. Um, but, yeah. you know, you, you can't do that without members getting involved. So it's a, it's a two-way street. So we get involved and we help to direct the way that the union uh, operates and the way they negotiate. Uh, and, uh, and they, you know, offer a kind of a screen and protection and constant work on our behalf. I think it's interesting because one of the things that a lot of voiceovers will know about equity is that you negotiate with Bauer and Global for the commercial radio rates and it's always a tussle with them. It is. It is. And that's one of the things I have personally been involved in and, and I've been doing it for years now, which then makes me, well, you know, maybe I should have actually contributed so well that it, it was all resolved now. It, it's an it's an ongoing struggle and there are never any easy answers, particularly because everything that we're used to dealing with is constantly changing now. You have those scripts, those corporate scripts that will say, our world is changing faster than ever yes. before. But it's true. And the yeah. same applies to how rates are calculated and how our voices are distributed, the platforms yes. that, that people hear us on. So, you know, that is constantly evolving. And all the text-to-speech stuff as well. You know, all yeah, that text-to-speech absolutely. AI is 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 a yes. real hot topic at the moment. And there are contracts within equity as well that you can use as templates, aren't there? There are. They are all on the website. And, you know, some of the resources you access and they're only accessible to members. Um, Some are freely available to anybody if you just go to the website. Um, And if you look in, look for audio action plan, because there's a whole bunch of resources there and also more information on what the union's doing. And there's a survey you can contribute to. Because uh, the union wants us to, you know, tell them what we want them to do. And can anybody join? What What are the criteria for people? If people are, are voiceovers but they're not members, what criteria do they have to have to join Equity? Uh, you just have to be a working voiceover or, or you know, a working actor. Um, and the details, again, are on the website. There is, and I can't remember off the top of my head, there is a minimum number of contracts and a, a minimum amount of money to have earned in a, a year. Right. But it's actually not very much. It's not very much. So I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but it, it's it's worth looking at. Um, and the other thing to remember is that, you know, I think some people say, well, you know, I have to pay a subscription. There's all sorts of things we pay subscriptions yes. to. Mm. Um, and this one is one where you can really directly see what's happening. Our subscriptions pay for members of staff to go out there and fight on our behalf. 
They yeah. pay for campaigns. You know, they, 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 they pay for us to be protected and looked after. So the more of us that join, the louder our voice and the more they'll be able to do on our behalf. I'll tell you what I really like about my equity membership as well is the fact that you get public liability insurance yes, through equity. That, and that yeah. is amazing because that is a yeah. real pain in the kahunas when you've got to go and try and do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, and and there's, look, there's a whole load of, of other benefits. There are things like discounts from certain organisations. If you're an equity member, you flash your equity card and you'll get 20% off this, 10% off that. Uh, so it's worth going and having a look and seeing what the, those sorts of benefits are too. They are there. Yes, actually, there. we forget about those sort of things. Those, you know, the discounts, which are actually extremely yes, good. they are. Yeah, 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 amazing. Annette, it has been fascinating both talking about that at Equity and your wonderful reads as well. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And, and actually, I was so excited to get and do something that's fun. <laughs> It'd be a fairy. <laughs> I got to be a fairy. <laughs> and and on that note, we will be putting all of those um, scripts from the show today into the show notes. So do have a read yourself and become a fairy of your Indeed. own. And, or, or how about this? How about not just a fairy? How about a fairy? You could be cartoon fairy. <laughs> oh, across fairy. the Mersey or otherwise. <laughs> Yes. Why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I dread to think what's going to be in our inbox now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It is podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Yes. So please do. It's the same email address for your VO questions as well. Yes. And also it would be amazing uh, to get some more reviews for the podcast. I think we have a few, but it yeah, would be do. great to have a few more. And, um, and just, you know, spread the word that it's out there. All right, Annette, we've got one final little bit uh, for you to do when we all say, how do you say that at the end of this sentence? So um, okay. get ready, steal yourself, because this is the, right. the big, big finale. Uh, I think I've built that up too much now. <laughs> OK, that's <laughs> it for this week. But of course, we will be back next week with more scripts and another voiceover guest when we'll be asking... How, how do you, you say, say that? that? <laughs> <laughs> I totally screwed that up. <laughs> how do you say that? that?